And welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to part two of this episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. I'm your host, as always, Tony Defio, and I thank you for sticking with me if you're watching me live. And I thank you for downloading part two if you did that on any audio platform, I might add. So uh, I thank you for being with me tonight. And this one is from Steelers Fan 36, and they ask, Tony, what rookie from last season will have a sophomore slump? I'm betting on Dotson. I don't know why. I mean, I think based on everything other than that rumor, based on everything we saw last year, I think he's he's ready to take a huge leap. As far as which ones I think are, are going to have a slump, uh, regress, I, I can't answer that question. I'm really excited about Chase Claypool. I think the sky's the limit for that guy. Um they're counting heavily on Alex Highsmith. So if he regresses, that's that's bad news. <laughs> Trying to think of who else. Uh, gosh. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, McFarland barely played last year, so he can only go up as far as uh, his play. Antoine Brooks is another one. He can only uh, uh, ascend and not descend. If he get, you know, he you know didn't even play last year, really. So Wes Hickok says... DK is overrated. That might be true, but that's beside the point. The point is he's got a, a pretty decent uh, source within the organization who's probably been uh, pretty reliable in the past. Uh, and usually with this kind of stuff, whether there's smoke, there's fire. It's a cliche, but it's true. I remember a number of years ago, I think it was 20, yeah, 2016, that offseason, that summer, uh, Mark Madden, the very controversial local sports talk show host who, you know, again, he's polarizing. He said before anyone else, as far as I know, anyway, that according to his sources, he has sources within the uh, organization too, are almost always correct. Almost always giving him accurate information. According to his source, Le'Veon Bell was going to be suspended for missing several drug tests. And initially everybody denied it. Bell denied it. None of the fans or most of the fans didn't want to believe it, but it turned out to be true. So these guys have, they've been around for a long time, you know, and, and uh, they know how to, they know how to cultivate sources. They know how to procure some good sources. That's what most good journalists do. So again, nothing against Dotson. I don't think he's in bad shape. I think he's taking it seriously, but it doesn't mean that, that there's isn't somebody within the organization who thinks that they can do better or that he can do better. It's just, there's a lot of examples, <clears throat> excuse me, throughout uh, sports history of really good players, just not, uh, you know, having some, having people doubt them for maybe often illogical reasons. That's just how it goes. So, all right. I have one more topic, just another topic I want to touch on. And that's really, it's a, it's a fun one to me anyway. And it's just how excited I am about football being around, right around, right around the bend. I wrote an article about that on Friday and I was really pleased with the response. You know, I, I didn't expect it to be a, like a mega hit, like the Dwayne Haskins one was last week or, or anything that has like, like a list, like number. And anytime I say the seven reasons why blah, blah, blah happens, I know it's going to be a big one. 
but I knew this one wouldn't be a big one, but I also knew that the responses would be, would be really warm and, and, uh, and, and encouraging. And that's what would happen. So I, uh, I was talking to my cousin the other day about the Steelers and we were at a big family event. It was a high school graduation and it hit me in the pit of my stomach. Like it does every year, usually it's late June, early July. And that's football season's right around the bend. We were talking about football and it just, it just, I just got that warm and fuzzy feeling. It's got that excited feeling in my soul because I knew football was right around the bend and I just couldn't wait. And, and it happens just about every year. And as I, as I said in the article, I never know what's going to trigger it. It could be talking to family about it. It could be, heck, a number of years ago, I was watching Australian rules football. And it got me excited about the NFL. Sometimes it could be soccer just because it's a big, long, green field. you know. Or I could be um, driving past a, an empty high school football field and I get excited. I remember the first time I experienced that warm and fuzzy feeling and that excitement about an upcoming season. And I was back in 1984. Yes. I remember the year I was 12 years old and I was watching a pirates and Braves game, believe it or not. I think it was the pirates and the Braves. It's definitely the pirates. I'm pretty sure it was the Braves that they were playing. And somebody from one of the teams dove into the uh, stands or whatever into the dugout to try to catch a foul ball. And uh, whoever was doing the, the, the game said, joked about, well, did he get both feet in bounds? And that just hit me. Ah, football season, right around the bend. And, and, and to me, it's just, I hate to say it's like a religion to me, but it really is. Football is just like ingrained in me. And sports overall, but definitely football. There's something about football that it's, to, it's, a, it's another level for me. And, you know, it has to do with family and friends and memories. And, you know, when I, when I was growing up, I wanted to be a football player. Like a lot of people, not a, not a groundbreaking uh, thing to, to admit to for a, for a, for a uh, 49 year old native Pittsburgher, but it's true. I wanted to be a football player and, and I've been in love with the sport ever since the age of seven uh, NFL films, you name it. It's just everything about the, the sport I love and I just can't wait. Uh, as I've said in the past, I think football's the NFL and even college. It's the perfect marriage for family and holiday as far as that kind of thing, blending it all together. I don't care what, what holiday you, you celebrate. It's, you, they're all at the end of the year, right? And that's when fo the football season's reaching, reaching its climax. You got Thanksgiving and then of course the, the rest of the holidays and you have, you have New Year's and you know, families getting together time and time again and, uh, or you're out celebrating somewhere and, and everybody's just gathered around a TV or, or they're going to a game, they're tailgating or whatever, what have you. And it's just, there's so many, so many memories are created every year. Uh, and, and to me, they're, they're enriched because you have the holidays thrown into it, thrown into the mix. I did a, a, a retro show with Brian. We taped one for a future airing earlier on Friday and we talked about uh, the Steelers uh, and, and all the fans gathering around the TV uh, on Christmas night to, to, to see the Vikings uh, help them make the playoffs. And, you know, I remember that to this day. I remember where I was, I was with, my, with my grandfather watching Monday Night Football, December 25th, 1989. 
uh, I wasn't a drink. I was 17, so I wasn't drinking, but I was also like nine years away from my first al alcoholic beverage. But when the, uh, when the Vikings scored late in that contest to make it 29-21, and back then it wasn't a two-point conversion, so I knew Pittsburgh had, had clinched a spot in the playoffs. I said to my grandfather, I need a drink. And, of course, what I meant at that time was I needed a, a Pepsi, and that's what I went out into the kitchen and poured myself a, a glass of Pepsi, and he got a kick out of that. But, yeah, I mean, it's that, those are the kind of things that just do it for me. It's just those kind of memories. That's why I – that's why I write the way I do. That's why I cover the team the way I do. You know, that's why I don't mention a lot of, oh, this is what a slip screen is. I mean, if that's your thing, that's fine. I said that before. That's fine. You be you. Be you. you do you, like Jason Mraz said. But for me, it's the, it's the, it's the theater. It's the, it's the passion. It's the memories. It's the excitement, you know. So to, to sum it all up, I'm just super excited that we are, what? nine weeks away from the start of the regular season, but who cares about that? I mean, we got stuff to tide us over until then we have the training camp coming up in a few weeks. We have preseason. I never thought I would, I would, I would welcome preseason again, but I can't wait August 5th. I mean, my goodness, that's going to be like a, like a regular game. It's going to feel so, so much fun. And the people are probably going to be treating it like a regular game on social media. So I can make fun of them. I can't wait. It's, it's so great. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just so every year I get that. It's like a, it doesn't last long. It's like a few seconds, but it's, it's like a, a feeling of euphoria. Like, yes, football is around the corner. And I'm sure if you're a, a diehard fan of another sport, soccer, hockey, baseball, basketball, golf, you, maybe that you have that kind of feeling every year when, when NASCAR, whatever, whatever it is, whenever your favorite season is about to start. So. That's about all I have for you tonight. And I will take some comments and questions to round out the show as always. And, and, uh, Guy Rowe says, and to, to echo my sentiment, preseason is going to be fun to watch. Exactly. And here's Steeler Pittsburgh. who says, I like your articles, Tony, and to clarify, I'm an old dude. The fine old, because as I've, I've, I've found over the years, like 20 years ago, the thought of being 49, like, man, that's old. Now it's like, 49 he's got his whole life ahead of him that's how i feel so uh let's see here's one from porta quinba it's not Steeler related but you know you could tie it into the whole bell thing and what's going on with with uh the nfl today and and they ask what do you think of sprinter richardson being kicked out of the, that's the famed u.s uh sprinter female sprinter being kicked out of the 100 meters in the Olympics for testing positive for marijuana. Why do they still test for this in any sport? Um, that's a good question. I mean, it's not, I, I, I don't think it's as, as big a deal as far as uh, society as it used to. People don't look at it and go, oh my gosh, marijuana. But you have to remember, it's an international rule. Not a, If it was in the U.S., maybe it would be different. But it's international and, and they... They uh, have to decide on that, and and you know how it is. I mean, any any sort of um, I don't know uh, any any misstep like that, you know, it's going to be looked down upon. So, if she would have tested positive and and was allowed to compete, they would say, "Oh, she's a cheater." Even though I don't know how that could be cheating, but that's what people would say. So, 
uh, as long as it's still in the rule book, um, you have to be smart. I mean, this is your, your, this is your once in a lifetime opportunity. How, how often do these things come along? You know, uh, you could, I mean, if you're, you're training to be, uh, to, to be in the Olympics. So, I mean, I don't know why you would be partaking in any kind of, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, recreational drug use or alcohol. I mean, you know, your body's a temple at this point in your life. I mean, I wouldn't even, but I don't know. Then again, I've never tried it. So I don't know uh, the effects that it has. And maybe it's, maybe it's, it's beneficial for, for her training as far as being able to, you know, recover from, from train. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If it were up to me, I, I would say it's not, you know, steroids would be a much bigger deal to be, uh, to be caught uh, in your system than, than that, but whatever, again, it's an international thing. So it's hard to, it's hard to say. And here's George testing. Number one, football is a game, not a war. It's for win or lose, not life or death, but say that in the summer for winter brings the playoffs and a season is at stake. Author John Facenda. Yes. Thank you. Ah, John Facenda, the voice of God. If there ever was one, ah, See now you're bringing back more memories there, George. We got you got uh, John Facenda's voice. You have Sean, uh, Sam Spence and all those other great uh, composers and their music, haunting music in the background. Ah, oh, I'm gonna go watch some NFL films on YouTube. Maybe after actually, I'm gonna go watch Major League the movie. I found out it's on streaming uh, TV, and I can't wait to watch it. Even though I have it on DVD, go figure. But yeah, uh, that's what I do sometimes. I, I'll sit around or I'll clean my apartment and just uh, put on uh, NFL films music while I'm doing it. It's just, it's so great. It's just, I just, it just brings back so many memories from when I was a kid. I mean, just to me uh, as anybody else, like when you're a kid, everything's so much better. And, but I think NFL films was, was at its peak in the seventies and the eighties. And that's, and that's of course when they played a lot of that great um, NFL films, uh, those classic tunes that you hear to this day. Mean Joe Green, thanks Mean Joe, has a $5 super chat, and I thank you for that. Thank you for the five bucks. And he says, thanks for always bringing it, Tony. Merry 4th of July, and the first round is on me. Well, I thank you. I thank you for all of you, especially uh, everybody in the live chat for bringing it every week. You guys make me feel so special for, for, for checking in with me, but I, but, I, but I thank you so much for the, for those fi- for the, the $5, Mean Joe. It, it, it's very nice of you, and, and I hope you have a great holiday, too. And Michael O'Malley asked, Tony, how excited are you by the youth on the team? I'm very excited. I mean, when you look at it, I mean, I think they've done a pretty decent job in drafting over the last few years. Obviously, the receivers speak for themselves. I think we're all excited about Najee Harris. Um, uh, of course, you have uh, – uh, oh, geez, what's his name? I'm, I'm, I'm blanking uh, – uh, uh, Fitzpatrick <laughs> the safety because they picked up via trade. He's still pretty young. Of course, Edmonds and uh, Bush, TJ Watt's still young, believe it or not. Uh, I mean, these guys, uh, the line, it's a young line. You can say, I mean, other than Turner, it's a pretty young line. You could say whether they're talented or not. I don't, you, you know, you don't know yet, but they're certainly young and there's hope. And they have a new young, they have a, uh, a new coach. So I'm very excited. I mean, you know, Yes, they're you're, they're young at court. Or I'm sorry, they're old at quarterback. But you know, everywhere else, like Dave Schofield said a few months ago, um, would you rather have them bring a young quarterback in and and 
have uh, a young and, and rebuilding team around them or, or, or would you rather have a, a promising team uh, on paper and then you bring in a, a good young quarterback and, and, and put them in a good position? That's how Ben started back in 04. Uh, it, was a, it was a veteran team by that point, but it was a really good all-around team and all it needed was a, a franchise quarterback. And then once Ben came in, uh, the rest is history. So, so I'm very excited about the youth. I mean, I, you know, it's, 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 again, I think they've done a great job in drafting over the last four or five years. They really have. I mean, uh, obviously a lot of that remains to be seen, but you know, those drafts of 08 and even 09 weren't that fruitful. And uh, that probably contributed a good deal to their struggles in 2012 and 2013. But um, I think even once Ben goes, once he finally does retire, um, the drafts that they've had since like what 2015, 2016, uh, they're gonna they're gonna really pay off for them, even when they have to start over a quarterback or start with a different quarterback. So I'm very excited. All right, let's see what else we have here. I'm gonna I'm gonna scroll up. And uh, Steelers fan 36 is about our our uh, senior editor, Jeff Hartman. And, and he asked, Tony, why is Jeff Hartman such a hater on Jordan Berry when he hasn't ever played football in his life? Can you tell him he's a, oh, wow. Wow. I, I, I shouldn't have put that up there. Man, I'm glad I cut that off at the end. I mean, you know, there's room, there's room for improvement with Jordan Berry. I mean, we've seen it in, in recent training camps where, you know, um, he may have been in position to lose his job and yet he stuck around. I mean, last year they cut him and brought in uh, uh, Dustin Colquitt. It didn't work out for Colquitt. He, was, he wasn't really good and they had to bring back Barry. But, uh, you know, why are so many people, why do they hate Ben? Even though the second he goes, uh, they're probably going to be in a bit of trouble as far as uh, trying to, you know, rebuild and, and move forward. I mean, we don't know yet. I, I just got done saying that that they're probably going to have a great young team to to for for a young quarterback to s- step into. But again, once Ben retires, you know, it, it might be a, a couple of lean years that people can't wait for him to retire. Why? It's just it's just being a fan. But I mean, let's not pretend like Jordan Berry is a great guy either. I mean, he's you know he he's had <clears throat> his good days and he's had his bad days, but. Just because you've never played football in your life doesn't mean you can't be critical of somebody. Just because you can't, you know, just you know, that's it's all part of being a fan. That's not, you know, you know, if Jeff Hartman was critical of of the entire team all the time, he probably wouldn't be the editor of of one of the most popular Steelers sites around. I mean, being critical doesn't mean that you know you're not a fan. Doesn't mean, and just because you never played doesn't mean you're not allowed to criticize. I mean, I, I don't know why people get upset about that. I think we're all allowed to have our opinions. I think Jordan Berry's average. Jeff thinks he's worse than average, you know, but you can improve at the very least you can improve upon average. So hopefully Presley Harvin uh, will, will accomplish that for them this year. All right. On that note at the 4204 mark, I, I'm just, I don't know why I'm saying the time tonight, but uh, I think I'm going to tell you all good night. And again, I hope you have, you all have a great weekend and a great 4th of July weekend. 
party safe, but party hard. And uh, on that, until I talk to you again, go Steelers. Take care, everybody.